0: I am very excited and thank you for doing this with me. Not a problem. This is going to be this is going to be great. So real quick all right just tell me a little bit about who you are and Mm -hmm. what you do.
1: Sure so my name is Samantha Wood. I am a graphic designer. Uh, I own a business called Inspire or InspireCreative.com where uh, we offer services from web design to branding, print, and digital, collateral, um, anything that you can think that's graphic that you may need, stuff to make your brand consistent, um, we offer it, so. Um, stuff like that, but I'm just an entrepreneur at heart. I'm also a teacher at Temple University, uh, where I teach a lot of the design programs uh, to up and coming students that wanna be designers, account managers, um, it's also a freelance course, so, or a freelance course, um, of whatever that term's called. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. What is it? What is it that, that class you know that you can take that doesn't really not part of your major but you need credits? An elective. Elective, there you uh, go, that's uh, what it was. Teamwork. Freelance elective. Same <laughs> um so it's an elective, so I get a wide array of students, but I love teaching. Um and I try to incorporate education into my business as well and helping entrepreneurs um, and really educate them as to why what why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and whatnot. But other than that, that's who I am, that's what I do. We'll
0: awesome! Play. Yeah. Awesome. So it's funny. So Sam and I met actually playing football. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. PSL.
1: Yeah. Um, probably like and, five years ago. I right. Guess.
0: Yeah. No. In Maniac, which I hate playing in Maniac. Sam. So.
1: <laughs> Spoiled by the turf, you know. Yeah. In, uh, Ex- University City. Exactly. <laughs>
0: but I saw that you know Sam was doing things with with her business and what I was trying to do. So I reached out to her and then we've been able to stay connected and meet up and this is the second time now we've kind of gotten together at your house mm-hmm. to just talk about a number of things and you know i think that's a big part of success is you know one you know talking with other people that are like minded yeah and ways that you can also help each other out so right. there are some things that that you know, I'm going to go over today of how you can help me out mm-hmm. um, with certain things yes. that I'm implementing into my business, and I'm looking forward to that after this uh, this filming, but um, I really want to still get into some of the things, so the focus of this podcast really is how um, can we grow, you know, my, my motto is let's grow together, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, very much fits with uh, having more people and being able to incorporate more people into these talks. And so, what I'd like to know from your standpoint as an entrepreneur, what is your morning routine like? What what do you go through? What are some morning habits that you have? Sure,
1: so it's kind of interesting. It depends on the day, (laughs) Um, because I'm an entrepreneur, obviously, you know, there's different things happening, different days, different times, you know, I work from home most of the time, so sometimes I have meetings where I have to go to a client office or whatnot. So dependent on the day, the morning changes a little bit, but Nick and I, my Nick, um, and I, he actually has, um, big, been a big proponent of this, of getting up extra early and taking the time to kind of just sit with a cup of coffee, um, and just let yourself wake up slowly instead of rushing out the door. Um, just taking that moment kind of for yourself. Nick actually, Wanted to put a TV in our kitchen, which I was totally against, but we have a TV in our kitchen now. <laughs> um, but he likes to sit with and watch his numbers. He says so he has the, you know, the show on that talks about the stock market and all that stuff in the morning. And um, we kind of sit together at our island now, and he watches his numbers and I sit and drink my coffee. But um, I mean, we have a dog as well, so that's all about taking her out, you know, going for a quick walk. Um, but ever since, I've never been a morning person. I'm, I would, I mean, to an extent, I just, I don't like getting up super early. I'd rather lay in bed for a little while, especially if I don't have to get up. But since we've kind of established getting up early on a regular basis, now I can't sleep in past seven. (laughs) Um, so, but I feel like when I started on that, the more of the entrepreneurial journey and started my own business and went off on my own, I found it to be so beneficial to me. Um, It's allowed me to just have a clearer mind when I go to sit down and and start my work for the day. Um, I feel more awake and refreshed and ready to go. Um, But I wouldn't say there's like particular things I do in the morning Um, other than I did start a gratitude practice where I'm trying to write down, um, you know, things that I'm grateful for every day and also just trying to write down some of my goals every day so that I'm reminding myself of where I'm going. Um, and what I want to achieve within my life, my business, um, in general, whether it be short term, long term, etc. So that's a little bit about me. What about you? Awesome!
0: No, that's great. And I do want to get to the gratitude journal because I have something similar. I do have, I have one quick question though. Yeah. What time do you wake up?
1: So we got we wake up around five between five and five thirty every day. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, that's that's early, but I'm trying to get to five and five thirty. Mm-hmm. I started off um, used to be seven thirty, and then. Um, I started this book called The Miracle Morning, which I talked about in the last episode, um, because it's just, it's similar to the things that you're talking about, where getting up early has been a game changer mm. for me as well. Mm. It totally changes everything. And for me, it's gotten to the point, and it happened this morning, which makes it so perfect, where. Um, I set the intention before I went to bed mm-hmm. like I'm going to wake up ready to go. Right. Well, you know what happens, you wake up in the middle of the night or potentially so it was like 5:45, <laughs> which wasn't the time that I actually wanted to get up uh this morning. But I it was 4:45 rather. So it was 4:45 and I'm like what up? Oh, I'm awake and then you know, kind of had to go back to sleep and it wasn't too it wasn't too mm-hmm. bad, but it's interesting having that and so waking up early is one part of it. And then the next part of it is sitting down and writing gratitude, affirmations, and goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that you have your journal. So how long have you been doing this?
1: So I just started, I am like I love Rachel Hollis. If you don't know who Rachel Hollis is, you need to go follow her. Um, she has a lot of great books, specifically, I mean, for men as well. But she really targets the women um, and that group of people. But... A lot of people can do the things that she is, you know, teaching and preaching or whatnot. Um, so what I started was, she has this thing about like, the last 90 days of the year and kinda how people fall off and it's kind of everybody wants to get to the new year and what am I, you know, these, I'm gonna set these goals come January and whatnot and she's really about like, let's push these na- last 90 days of the year, really push hard so that you start the new year up here instead of back down here where you're setting the same goals again so um this is like the last 90 day journal um and no way am i promoting her or getting paid to promote her but i'm enjoying it um so far there's a little bit of structure in the beginning of the book which kind of explains why she's having you do the things that she, that she's having you do and mm-hmm. how it's helped her and helped a lot of other people um and actually kind of motivates you like oh yeah like this is gonna help me okay like, like let's do this like and then she has you write dreams and whatnot but then every day um is five things that you're grateful for, 10 dreams, and then the one dream that you're gonna start working on. So she said instead of trying to tackle everything at once, like pick one thing. Remind yourself about all these dreams that you wanna make happen, but let's focus like focus in on one thing and try and make that part of your last 90 days one of the main things that you focus on. Does that make sense? So for me, Nick and I just redid like our whole kitchen and whatnot, we have a little bit of credit card debt. So one of the things for the end of the year for me is become debt free. <laughs> So every day I'm reminding myself, like, you don't need those pair of shoes, you know, you don't, you know, whatever it may be. Um, But that's kind of how this goes. And there's also a couple other things that go into it. There's waking up early, making sure you're getting the water that your body needs, um, working out. What's the other thing? Um, It's getting rid of one food that you know you shouldn't be eating. Mine's ice cream. And then making sure you're, you're writing your five things that you're grateful for. That's awesome. And
0: I actually, um, and we talked about this recently because I saw that you posted something about Rachel Hollis. I saw Rachel Hollis speak and I have been following her since I saw her speak um, in April at the Kajabi Summit. Um, And it's funny because the way that I explained Rachel Hollis and her presentation was she talked so much about being a woman and being a mother and yet I still loved her presentation mm-hmm. and I'm not a woman or a mother. Um, yeah. And so it's so fascinating to be able to have that type of impact and that type of focus and still be able to provide that much value. Mm-hmm. Um, and another person that, w- that was at the Kajabi Summit was Brendan Bouchard, and he has a similar book and I showed you, mm-hmm. you asked about that. Um, and he has a similar structure and it's based on his teaching and his book And you know has these these philosophies now it's interesting kind of comparing the two things that I've been doing so for me it's been a month now of writing the gratitude um, the affirmations and the goals but I do like the more structured um, at one point I was doing uh, the five-minute journal mm-hmm. which is a similar structure mm-hmm. the one thing I did like about the, the structure of the five-minute journal is that you did it. In the morning and you did it at night Mm -hmm. whereas my new routine is more just in the morning Mm -hmm. but it also talks about how like oh well, how could today have been better Mm -hmm. um and i think that that's always a progression of you know growing again the theme here Mm -hmm. um and so it's like what kind of steps can you take for the next day and you're kind of you are setting the precedent for me, one of the things is like being on social media less. That's like one that I end up. It's <laughs> hard a lot. because that's
1: like your business. <laughs> it's it, hard not to.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It, it's. It's definitely like a a struggle. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I justify it as right. like Maybe a it's being rate. more intentional with the time. And that's that exactly. Do. And that's maybe. that's exactly it. And I'm getting better. And, and it's all about the 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 progress of you know making steps because again mm-hmm. these things don't happen over overnight you know right. so it's like the progression of, of how you're doing it so how, yeah. um, how are you like liking this so far
1: um, I just started October 1st okay. because the last nine days of the year is October yeah. 1st um, but I know she, she does does have journal- I know she does have journals for like the rest of the year mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're slightly different than the last 90 day journal I'm not sure I don't I haven't had one of those so can't speak to that but um, so far I like it it's definitely when you write things down and you remind yourself of them every single day Like, I find that when you're like, all right, I'm going to start working out every day, I'm going to eat healthy every day, I'm going to do these things, you start to, like, slip. Mm. Like, after a couple days, um, because you're trying, like I said, with what what her plan is, you try to do everything at once. Like, you try and you're like, all right, today's the day that it's all going to change. And um, so just doing a little thing in the morning, I feel like, and just reminding myself of what I want to be better at instead of trying to change the things right away, I think has been more beneficial to me than just saying like, no, 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 you can't have that, eat that, my, my mindset has just been, okay, let's try and put things in my body that are a little bit better for me and just doing it that way instead of trying to like, restrict myself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, and I think the, the goals aspect of it is such a huge part of it because mm-hmm. that one that's one thing that i found has been very beneficial in writing the goals every day. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to have goals, but if you just have goals and you put them on a board, what happens is you get accustomed to them being up there and then they start having the same effect. Uh, They're they're just, you stop seeing them. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like a daily routine where you're continuing to write. And I'll actually like somewhat mix up my goals. It's not the same thing every day most, a lot of times there are similar things, but sometimes in that day I'll come up with something mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. just to like mix it up. And I don't have like a certain number. It used to be like three things that I'm grateful. for, Now it's just whatever I'm feeling that day, mm-hmm. the affirmation, same thing. I just kind of go. And it's been interesting to kind of see, I like the more open format. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do better and do more with a like less structured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, but, but setting those goals every day and writing it every day in the morning, because it has to be in the morning, mm-hmm. sets the tone for the day. Oh, for sure. And if you have those goals that you're striving for each day and trying to get towards, when you think about it every day, you're going to be much more likely to take those action steps. You know, when you want to achieve your goals, it's easy to look at the goals. And I was, I was reminding myself of the book, Atomic Habits where he talks about how it's not always about the goal that you set, but it's about the actions that you take to achieve those goals on a regular consistent basis. And so that to me is the biggest part of how you are setting your precedent, how you're setting Mm -hmm. your day to actually achieve those goals versus just like writing the goals.
1: So another thing about this book, it's not like the other thing that she explains is not like not just writing a goal that you have, like I want, or I need, or I will. She has you write them in a way that you have them now. So one of the examples that she gives is, um, sometimes on my list are things that I want to achieve. Other items are things that I can accomplish every day. I am an exceptional wife. That is one on my list. I write it down every day as a reminder of who I am and who I want to be. When I imagine my future best self, she's drunk and blah, 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 blah. But she said, I'm careful with my words I write down, too. I don't just use the word good or I don't use the word great. I use the word exceptional. When I write that sentence about being an exceptional wife every day, I have to ask myself, what did I do today that made me exceptional? It's a simple prompt to move me into action. Instead of saying, I will do something, which is in the future, you have to say, I am. And then you kind of question yourself, well, how am I doing this? How, you know, I have 50K in the bank. Um, it's not I will have 50k. That's a goal every day You're writing a goal for the future for the future for the future if you write something that's actionable now I have this now your body wants to take action on it instead of just wishing for it. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome I did something similar so I like the, the daily aspect and maybe maybe I'll incorporate that into um, You know my affirmations and or goals where it's more of I have those things now because I do like that idea and what I did I forget what day it was. I had it in here, but I actually ripped it out. Um, where I think it was like September 20th or something, but I wrote, um, a journal entry from September 20th or whatever it was, 2020. So it was a year from that point and I wrote Mm -hmm. it in the present tense. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really good strategy and maybe I'll do that like once a month. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure it would be phenomenal to do every day where you're writing it each day, Mm -hmm. but it's such an interesting thing because when you start writing it out um, and just like the more open format again, like not the list format, Mm -hmm. where it's more of like a journal entry paragraph, Mm -hmm. I found very um, kind of informative to myself into the things that I want and how it's being expressed and really trying to go into details that really you know are specific Mm -hmm. and then like when when i look at it and go you know all these things are possible you know this is a very achievable thing um and i'm setting the tone of okay well let's make it happen you know Mm -hmm. it's not gonna happen overnight this is a year and a lot can happen in a year right you know and we oh yeah (laughs) there's so much progress and maybe we can transition into that because i think that um you know, both you and I have come a long way and we have these big goals and we kind of, for me at least, I always forget to look back on how far I've come from, mm-hmm. you know, the last six months, the last year, the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can take us through a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey and kind of how you got started, where you, you know, began and kind of how you progressed to where you sure. are today.
1: So I've always been, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit or something on the side. Um, Nick always used to, he would get sick of me because I'd be like, I want to do this now. I'm going to have an Etsy shop where I make jewelry. I'm going to, you know, do this network marketing company and blah, blah, blah. And Nick would always be like, are you going to stick to it? Is this real? Like, are you going to see it through? Like, blah, blah, blah. But I was always looking for some other way to make money in or, you know, just have uh, like a side hustle or something that I, I I always said, like, I want to own my own business. I want to have my own thing. I want, I want to be able to build something myself. I hate going and sitting in a cubicle every day, like, and helping somebody else get paid. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stuck to this. I have to come in at nine. I have to leave at five. Like I hated it. I hated it. I can't leave and go to like target at lunch because it would be over my hour break. Like it was just like, I just felt it to be very constricting. I liked the way I did. I worked at an agency for a long time as a marketing sales coordinator. Like I d- I've done a lot of things, but I just didn't like that kind of like restriction. And um, so I worked at an agency until not this past spring, the spring before, so spring 2018, they ended up closing the agency down and laid all of us off. Um, so I was jobless and I had done a little bit of graphic design work on the side for random people, you know, friends of the family, friends of friends, so on and so forth, and, you know, I was always trying to build these businesses that had nothing to do with what I really liked. I was working for a health and wellness business, and I'm coaching people on how to lose weight, and I was like, I don't really care if this person loses weight or not. Like, I care about you as a person and the person I'm talking about, but like, I don't want to check in on you every day and make sure you're eating what you're supposed to eat. Like, I just, it wasn't me. It wasn't what I was, like, what my overall dreams and goals were. Um, so I was like, this isn't sustainable, so. When I got laid off, I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just do what I'm doing now on my own? Like, what? Like, why this can't be so hard? I do it every day and anyway. Like, and there's so many people that freelance and make money doing this. So, I obviously was out of a job and needed to pay the bills. So, I got a full time contract position um, after I got laid off, which was fine. Um, an awesome company out in Malvern And on The side, I established my LLC there a couple of weeks after I got laid off. I was at that full time contract, I then was working with people on the side at night, so and so. Also, teaching at Temple, so I was doing work, working full time, and teaching, and it was crazy. But, um, I kind of saw that I really loved helping people, I really loved entrepreneurs, I really loved educating and seeing someone you know, really light up when they talked about their business and where they want it to go and the goals that they have and how I can support them, you know, visually for their brands and whatnot. And that just really resonated with me, that just whole experience. So at the end of, I was a contractor there until that December and in December they were cutting contract dollars. So I was going from 40 hours a week to 15 hours a week. So I was like, wow, like, I don't wanna to have to find another job. So I was like, okay, if you take those 15 hours a week, cause I was getting paid through a third party contracting company, um, and I was getting a cut of what the company was paying then, I was like, switch the contract through my company directly through my LLC, so I get all the money instead of just a cut, and I wanna work from home. So they were like, fine, sounds good. Gave me a laptop, and now I work 15, I've all this whole year, I've worked 15 hours a week for them from home. Their laptop and I get all the money and not a cut. (laughs) It's great, but that also set a really awesome foundation for my business because I already had someone that was consistent, 15 hours a week, um, and I was teaching. So when I, you know, when I got the go ahead with that, I was like, all right, as of January 1st, this, you know, 2019, like I'm going full time with my business. This is what I'm doing, and I was so nervous. I used to say to Nick, like, I'm so nervous. Like, what if I don't make any money? But like, what if I can't support myself? And Nick was like, I, you know, I make enough that, you know, I can support you for, you know, however long. It's fine. Like, we'll be fine. Like, he has been so supportive throughout the whole process, which I'm so grateful for. Um, because I don't think if I was living on my own in my own apartment, that I really would have, taken the like. I probably would have moved back home with my parents to take the leap. Um, so, but then February of this year, second month in, I actually had my highest revenue I've had all year. I think it's probably because I was like so passionate about it going in and I was like this has to work that I, um, you know, kind of, I overshot all my goals, um, which was great, but so it's been incredible ever since. I've made more money this year than I've ever had and I'm just, I'm very grateful for the whole experience this whole past year. has just completely changed my life, I think, and I'm just happier and a better person because of it, I think.
0: That's amazing. That's awesome. You can't. Maybe you can't tell, but she was getting a little emotional. I was. Great. <laughs> I love it, and that's so awesome because I think the common theme, and I, I was thinking about it earlier when you were talking about it, and you continue to to hit on it, is the importance of passion. Yeah. Like yeah. You, I don't think you have a chance in this world to succeed in your business if you don't have the mm. the passion to, you know, of what you're doing. Or
1: or even the, I would say even. I don't know what the, lack of a better term like the okayness of failing like that possibility of this may not work mm-hmm. because that was always in the back of my head like what if it doesn't work what if the, what if this isn't for me and I have to like I had to be say to myself like it's okay mm-hmm. you will find another job you have so much experience you have a master's degree like all this stuff like you'll find another job that's not the worry here yeah. So, that was what made me, like, really nervous. And that's, like,
0: a, and that's a, huge, a huge part of it. And I think that um, it's funny that you brought up the failure part. So, I, I really don't, I try not to watch, like, TV um, at all. If I do, it's usually, like, maybe one movie on the weekend um, yep. where I like to, like, kick back a little bit. But um, yesterday, I worked, like, a pretty long, like, 14-hour day, and I just, like, really was feeling watching a movie. And the movie that I chose was uh, Meet the Robinsons. Oh, okay. Which is All such right. a, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm a little nerd, obviously. I'm watching a Pixar movie <laughs> by myself, but uh, Disney movie. But anyway, the one of the parts that, like, really resonated with me was, you know, he's trying, he's in the future, and he's trying to fix the device, and you know, he, he does it and then all of a sudden it like explodes mm-hmm. and it goes all over everyone and he's like, oh my god, and he's all mad at himself and he's like, I can't do it and everyone is like cheering and they're like, great job, you failed, great job, yeah. you failed. Um, and like that was such a, a common theme throughout, you know, when he talks about how he created the time machine and it was like, you know, 25 attempts mm-hmm. before actually, you know, the famous quote of, uh, Thomas Jefferson, you know, you figured out a thousand ways how not to make a light bulb, you know, and that that continued approach of failure, and that's something that I try and do, and I feel like I haven't fully gotten to a level where I feel like I'm failing enough. Like I want to be failing more, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen until you start taking those action steps, you know. And if you're not failing, it probably means that you're You're not not taking (laughs) yeah, you're not growing, you're not taking those necessary action steps. Yeah, and the quote in the in the you know movie is keep moving forward, and I absolutely you know I love that that theme. And Mm -hmm. but back to like the the failure thing, it it is such an important part of of growing because you're not going to be able to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm getting into this podcasting thing. This Mm -hmm. is early on. (laughs) I'm not afraid to say it. So there's going to be some some hiccups. I brought a microphone. Right. We're not using it because right. it didn't seem to be uh, picking up us talking. Right. So, hey, you, you roll with the punches, mm-hmm. you figure it out, and you yeah. try and do it better the next time. That's just part of it. That's yeah. how it goes. So, you know, if let's kind of like transition from the, the things that we're working on. So as a as a growth standpoint, what are some things that that you really want to Um, I know you talked a little bit about money Mm -hmm. um, but what are some other gross growth things or what's something that you grew dramatically over the last year or or how about since starting your business where you feel like you really took a a huge growth or or things that you've been doing Mm -hmm. that has really helped you grow
1: so I think as an entrepreneur There are so many things, learning curves, that you have to go through in general. And I just wanna add one last note on our last topic. But when I was in school, I went to school for art. And a lot of people will say, oh, like you went to school for adult arts and crafts. Like I got that all the time. Or like, oh, what are you gonna do with your art degree, right? But it taught me so many things. Like you would go and do a drawing and you would take your drawing into the class and the teacher would literally rip it up in front of you and tell you to start over.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, but you grew, like, thick skin, mm-hmm. which is something that you need, like, as an entrepreneur, and as, like, in the field that I'm in, people may not like what you do, and you have to be okay with it, mm-hmm. and just restart, mm-hmm. but that's also the thing with failure, like, you have to be okay with it, and you have to be okay to restart, like, and I think that was one thing, like, being in art school and having teachers do that to you, I think that has really helped me, in general, mm-hmm. I mean, also in sports and whatnot, but... Um so gross in general I, I I think as an entrepreneur you start to have to be all wear all these hats right so I started my business I then have to learn QuickBooks, how to file taxes for it how do um, reconcile my bank account, how do you know manage my expenses and all those things and project and Project your revenue and how many sales do you need, like all those things. I, nobody ever taught me that. I didn't know any of that. Like, and it, and I'm sure so many entrepreneurs, nobody knows all of that, right? Hence why a lot of us have business coaches. Mm-hmm. But so, like, in that department, I have learned so much. Go like on that side of things. Um, I've learned sales tactics. I didn't go to school for sales. I was a graphic designer. I didn't sell anything. I was just in a desk somewhere, you know, helping somebody out. So how to go about a sales process, reaching out to people, how do you respond to people? Like all of those things are way beyond, you know, any scope of any of the work that I actually do. Um, So I think in those realms, I've really grown a lot and learned a lot. Um, But I think also in the certain work that I do, I've been a designer for a long time, but the one thing that I really wanted to get more into was web design. But there's a lot of things where, when you work for a big company and you're doing um, a landing page design, I would lay the landing page out, but then I would send it to a developer and have them put it up. Mm -hmm. But as a small business, I have to design it, but then I gotta make it work. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things that, you know, little things that I've been learning along the way, and that's one of the things that I've, um, I'm I'm doing right now is a couple different courses on the one website builder that I use, trying to learn more about the nitty gritty and the ins and outs of it. but I'm always looking for a, a, a spot that I can educate myself and that's what I do as an educator and teaching at Temple um, you know it's one thing I, I really enjoy is always constantly learning and growing so I think that's my much feel yeah no <laughs> and that's
0: awesome because that's a common theme you know with how important it is to grow and part of growth is learning you know and it it's a matter of like what you're doing in your actions to be able to to grow and learn, you know, is it something like, uh, you know, reading books? Is it buying courses? I know, I know. For me, I'm I love online courses, and sometimes I'm doing free stuff and downloading stuff, mm-hmm. or, and not even even using it because I just like want to do it. Now I am going through a course right now that's like phenomenal, and I'm like. Very all in on it, but
1: sometimes I'm like, I know this is clickbait, but I want the free shit. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. That's what I do. I get it. You're gonna upsell me, but
0: I'm fine with it. (laughs) I want the free download, but um, I'm gonna unsubscribe. On this worksheet. Yes, and it's a, it's a, it's a funny world. But as you, as you learn and you grow, you know, it's just such a. A crucial part of the the entrepreneurial aspect and and I do love that aspect of this you know and like you said you're wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur you're sure. forced to learn different things and I think that there's a level I was listening to a podcast um Pat Flynn uh yesterday and he talked about even as you know an entrepreneur where when you start to grow and you become more of a CEO role and you have people to do things that maybe you don't that um, you, you try and focus on you know your zone of genius and mm-hmm. but there's still times where you're gonna wanna need to learn like he recently hosted his first ever event and so that was something that he needed to learn how to do so he was talking with other people, you know, to figure that out. So I think no matter what level of success you're at, there's always, always going to be that, that constant state of learning and growing and Mm -hmm. it's so so critical to be able to do that yeah Um, it's just it's absolutely amazing yeah and
1: learning to let go that's the one thing is i'm like i have uh, my brother's an animator and he's done a lot of work for me and he has a lot of graphic design background as well but it's learning to like let go of projects and not have so much control and as you're an entrepreneur, you're building this small, this business that you've you know built from the ground up, it's it's hard to say like, oh, like, I'm just gonna let someone else do this. Especially when it comes to the design work. That's hard for me. I mean, I have an, a, um, an administrative assistant as well as virtual assistant, um, who actually, I know her pretty well. Um, and some of those things, it's easy just to be like, hey, send an invoice, you know, like, uh, can you schedule these social posts? Because I already made the design and wrote the copy, all you have to do is schedule it. Like, those are easy things that I found that the design stuff um, and I've talked to my business coach about this and a lot that it's just you got to find the things that you know like find somebody that you like their portfolio you you know know they have a good background and vetting people that way and then being comfortable with handing things off um, and that's something I know that I'm gonna need to be working here on here soon because I'm getting very busy and it's been crazy um, but I have to you know get over that hump
0: yeah, and busy is certainly a good thing and, you know, like you said, uh, learning to let go and that's a great aspect because mm-hmm. when you think of learning that's not necessarily something that you think about. Right. And, you know, from a business standpoint, as you want to grow and scale because, again, that's generally the goal for most people, you want to you grow and scale. In order to do that, you need to be able, you need to be willing to give up things and it's important as an entrepreneur to, to look at the things that you like to do so you can continue to do those things but also some things that maybe you have a hold on that maybe you don't necessarily want to do, but you need to give up. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes time. You mentioned a virtual assistant, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I'm learning right now. Uh, I was really hopeful of, of one virtual assistant that I had. I gave him a, you know, his communication was great. I, I loved it, he, he was willing to learn, and then I sent him something to do as a test, and then it was like, you know, crickets, and he just didn't follow through on on getting Mm. me the work, and, you know, my thought process is, hey, I want to keep giving you things, and if you can't do this one thing that I just asked you to do, you know, I spent time trying to train him, um, and then, which is fine, I can use the training elsewhere, but, you know, being able to move on, Mm. and look for another virtual assistant because mm-hmm. hiring a virtual assistant is no different than hiring any other employee. Mm-hmm. And part of the training course that, that I'm in right now is kind of perfect timing um, for me watching one of the lessons because he says, you know, you're not gonna necessarily find, if your first VA is great, then like good for you. But right. it's very <laughs> unlikely, you know, it's very uh, possible chance that you have somebody that doesn't work out and you gotta find someone else. And in the theme of growth, I think there's a level of when you do find someone that you like mm-hmm. and being able for them to grow together mm-hmm. um, and, and how you talk about. So in the course he also discusses how one of his virtual assistants is now like his main integrator, like mm-hmm. his number two that does so much work. Mm-hmm. You know, like the mail room philosophy where you start off doing something mm-hmm. small and then you steadily you right do right more. Yeah. And that was you know similar to my experience too um, with Hurricane, and I'm still working with them as well, um, and, and having that progression of, of, of growing and, and how, you know, from that transition, and you need to be able to allow yourself for people to grow. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be in a situation right now if it wasn't for Hurricane and their ability to um, let me grow mm-hmm. and let me make mistakes and let me have more, um, you know, saying things or, you know, flexibility to do things that, that I believe. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, yeah. that's such a, a huge thing and a valuable thing that I'm going to take on in my business mm-hmm. is creating a growth model. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that when we hire somebody too, that people often talk about, well, I don't want to, you know, train them and then maybe then they leave, but mm-hmm. what if you don't and they stay? Right. And I think that that's a... I uh, love that line. Yeah. Yeah it's a it's a a popular quote and it's it's huge so it's so important to not only focus on you growing but also allowing you know your team to grow so how many people do you have now you said three three. there's three of us yeah so that's awesome
1: yeah yeah and the one thing that um i think that line that you were just saying that what if you train someone and they leave and and whatnot. I think I had a little bit of that where I want to educate like when I do website stuff for small businesses, I have a lot of small business owners that are like, I don't have the funds to pay you to change little things. I wanna be able to go in there and change a headline or change those things if I want. And I have to be okay with that and understand like I get that. And so I, I train them on, the, on some of the back end stuff, some of the easy stuff, so they can go in there and they feel empowered to be able to go in and make changes on their own. But I have to realize that that's a little bit of revenue that I'm, I'm losing, but they also come back to me when they have bigger problems because I was there for them and followed through on the things that they really needed and really wanted within their business. So I have to realize that it may not be something that they're coming to me every week with, but it's gonna be a long-term relationship where it's a give and take.
0: Now, are you recording that when you train them? No. Or are you just showing them?
1: Um, we do it through, like, a Zoom call. They take notes. I mean, I could record it if they really wanted to. It's not that, Don't you know, right. it's not that big of a day.
0: You get Sam on the course creation and, <laughs> in the time. Because, I, I mean, I think it's a great part, and I think it's such a, I'm a big, you know, I'm all about the online courses from, you know, from a creating standpoint and from a learning standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you clearly have the teaching background, and I, and I think that that's really cool. And to be able to incorporate that, into your business can be such a, an added value because yep. at the end of the day, our time is the most valuable possession, right? Exactly. You know? So there's possible chances that somebody else comes along and they want that same thing. If you already have a video, you can be like, Oh, well, it's going to be
1: different sometimes dependent on, on the site and, right. and whatnot. But there are some standard things with, if I'm building a site in general for you on say the Divi with Divi on WordPress, then there are some things that are, are standard that I probably could just record a video and say, how to change, how to edit text, how to change an image, um, like basic how to post a blog post, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's true, I could.
0: <laughs> I know I know there is a, there, cause I actually did some websites at one time and um, similar to what you were talking about earlier with the fitness thing, Um, when I was doing websites people would just ask me like oh can you do a website and I'm like well I can you know I've got some experience but like I hated it and I was like constantly saying yes to things and it has been amazing because people still ask me for websites and I (laughs) have my go-to person that I go to when it comes to websites and and I think that goes back to what we were talking about with focusing and staying in your zone of genius and staying in the things that you are passionate about mm-hmm. and you know being able to have people that you can continue to work with that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. employees but people that you can refer to mm-hmm. and i think that that's kind of an, an awesome you know way to help build other people's businesses while building you know, your own mm-hmm. and i think that that's yeah. awesome you yeah. know so mm-hmm. i look forward to continuing to yes, do that and i think this, this conversation has been phenomenal. So as we, as we continue, I I want to conclude a little bit. So, um, as the theme of, of, of habits go, I would like to know if there was, you know, one good habit that you currently do, um, what would you recommend to somebody that, that they do that has really, you know, affected you and, and changed you?
1: One habit. I mean, it may, it probably isn't something that I've, formed recently, but I write to do lists <laughs> like crazy <laughs> and Nick, my Nick has really picked up on it too. He's like, can we go to the coffee shop and, and write down like all the stuff we have to do today? <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh God, another to do list." But I find that it kind of um, keeps me organized. And every morning I sit with my to do list from yesterday and rewrite it and knock off the things that I did so that I'm constantly compressing it and growing it. But if I stop doing that, I start to lose track of where I am on projects. I start. I start to, you know, forget about things that are do and other things or other things I have to do in my personal life and whatnot. But um, that's what I find works for me. And as I transition to a bigger team and whatnot, I'm obviously going to have to implement a bigger, some sort of project management tool and that kind of thing. But right now, for me writing things down and creating checklists. Now
0: I do have one question for that. So when you have a to-do list, do you cross things out or do you highlight it? I know there's like- I make a little box and I fill in the box. Okay, yeah. (laughs) See, there's all these like weird things that people don't think about. Like you're not supposed to cross things out. There's like a negative connotation to it or something of that sort. There's my to-do list for today. (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: And that's part of my morning routine too, is um, you know, planning your day and and writing things out. Again, you know, plan your work. Work your plan. Right. That's
1: the big, right. big. The one downside is though. I feel like. I think at first, when I first started my business and I was doing all these to do lists, I never felt like it got smaller. Like I wasn't because mm-hmm. every day you would add something and remove something. Um, but I think I kind of got over that. Like, like this is just never ending. It's never gonna be all checked off. Mm-hmm. So like, let's get over that and move on. Um, and I've kind of turned that around and made it more of a positive thing. And that like hey there's stuff to do <laughs> you know there, I have work <laughs>
0: and that's awesome yeah. and I think that that's a great um, a great note to kind of end on is like from a per- perspective standpoint that it's all about how you, you see things so you mm-hmm. can see things as your list is never growing or and what I've actually done with my to-do list instead of putting to-do list I put things I get to do mm-hmm. And yeah. so there's like little things that you can do yeah. so awesome thank Yay. you so much yeah, This no was problem. great So thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And remember, let's keep growing together.
1: Thanks, guys.